Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, we're back again. So we're going to continue on with our series on the inner child and doing inner child work, right? So we talked a little bit on the previous podcast on getting reacquainted with your inner child, where we talked about, you know, what is this inner child thing that we all have an inner child within us and that we have to kind of acknowledge it, right? So now is the next step in the progression here, right? And that's reparenting your inner child. What does that mean? Why do we need to do it? And then, you know, again, we'll talk about like ways to go through that process. So, you know, let's get right into it. What is what does it mean to reparent your inner child? All right. So reparenting the inner child, we hear this all the time, but people, it's the same thing as like self-care. Like, what does that mean? So it literally just means to go back and repair what was done or what wasn't done. Because like we've talked about, we all have these wounds that were sealed deeply within us. We may have physically grew out of those stages, but we are emotionally stuck there today as adults, right? Because our brains created these survival tactics as children. And through observation, which is the reparenting, we can learn how to reintegrate healthier paradigms, healthier thoughts. And really, it's just nurturing and reparenting those parts of yourselves to give yourself power back to rewrite history for yourself in a way. So if you've listened to the previous podcast, we talked about how to become reacquainted with. And there was an exercise where you are to write down all of your behaviors that you're not so proud of and where they come from when you're triggered. So what you do is you start with picking one of those, for example, and we talk about how you go back and you reparent yourself, you teach yourself, you scaffold for yourself, which is another podcast that you know we've talked about. So basically, that's all reparenting the inner child means. It means spending some time with yourself every single day, sitting with the parts of yourself that you're not proud of or that keep getting you in trouble, and not necessarily putting yourself in time out, but doing a time in with yourself to start addressing those things and teaching yourself the ways that are healthier, really. Yeah, absolutely. And when you say reparenting, of course, it means doing a better job, hopefully, than what happened, right? Because it's it's important to make that distinction that you're not going back and doing the same thing that your parents did. In some instances, they failed us, and that's why we're kind of in this position, right? So it's going back and, and doing the, the nurturing and doing all the things that we lacked or that was not given to us for our development in those stages. Exactly. Like you don't want to go back and be like, all right, well, I'm just going to barely feed this kid and barely pay attention to it and uh, see what happens See if we get different results. You know, that's the definition of insanity. Isn't that what you say? So you'll want to go back. And for an example, you know, like something that you just said was, is I learned from me that I would just throw whatever together and eat it because I had to take care of everybody else. Well, that's like giving my inner child slop every day. Like what the hell's wrong with you? So now it's like I cut my fruit nice, I cut the crust off my bread if I don't like it, and I'll eat it because I eat anything. But it's just really important that like you treat yourself with kindness. And that's what reparenting is, is going back and saying, man, I didn't have anybody to give a shit if I ate, so I need to make sure I eat. It's as simple as that. I didn't get anybody to tell me to make sure that I've drank my water and I took a proper shower today. (laughs) You know, I need to do that. It can be as simple as that. It's just prioritizing your needs, really. Yeah, absolutely. And not all of us had bad parents, right? But we're all human. You know, all human beings, we all come from different experiences. Your parents, even though they might have done the best that they could to parent you, right? There was something 
at some point that something was missed, yep. something was lacked. They could have been better. Exactly. And this is our opportunity to go back. And now that we're adults and we understand what we missed, we can go back and give ourselves those things that we needed in the moment that we weren't able to get. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I literally was reparenting myself last night. Sit down, relax, calm your body. Calm your body, Courtney. This is what I say to my seven-year-old all the time. Relax. Go do something relaxing. And the moment I decide I'm, I'm going to play a video game, I haven't played a video game and I cannot tell you how many years. And Sims was where it was at. All right. I don't care what anybody says. Decorating a house with shit tons of money and doing whatever you want with other people's lives. You burned lives. that house down, didn't you? You know, I did, okay? It was the first time I was so excited. It took me forever to make my little family, the babies and all this fun stuff. And my first fucking night in the kitchen, I blow it up with a TV dinner. I catch on fire and I die. Like, you know, it just kind of solidified that you probably shouldn't be playing video games here. And I got up. It was awful. I was like, damn it. But in that time, I needed a parent to come over to me and be like, it's all right, honey. Everybody burns TV dinners. Maybe not everybody dies from it, but it's all right. So I literally did that to myself. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm going to go back and play another game again and you guys are probably laughing at me right now but this was difficult this was hard for me to do ask him it's like four o'clock yesterday afternoon and I keep saying I'm gonna not be on my feet today I come down okay I'm gonna force myself because I didn't have that I was always go 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 I always had to do things and I always felt lazy we're all busy, right? We all let life get the most of us, right? You, you know, whether that's parenting or working or or whatever it is that you guys are doing, it it takes a lot from us. So it it's those times that we say that we have to take for ourselves that are so difficult, but they're so necessary for our well-being, for our emotional state, and we have to do these things, especially for you. It's like your drive, your <laughs> Your trauma drive just keeps you going, just keeps you, you know, going from one project to another project to another project, and you don't have any time to rest, and you don't have any time to take for yourself, and like you tell all your clients all the time, you need time for yourself, take some time for yourself. What, what's the phrase that you normally Radical use? Radical self-care, homies. Radical self-care, exactly. But, but you it's don't... not like I'm not holding myself accountable. I like force myself, but I still have to tell them what they need to do. Exactly. And that's why they well, listen you to have me because they understand when I say, have, have you done self-care this week? And they look at me and I'm like, all right, let's talk about what we need to do. You have to practice what you preach. Exactly. So I I think, you know, this this is kind of leading into like, why? Why why even do, I'm an adult now. Who gives a shit? I've grown up. But it's really important that we do that because your inner child needs to know that they can re release the cycle. You need to know that it's okay to let go of what's no longer serving you. Right. I mean, how are you ever going to be able to have peace with yourself if you have all of this, you know, unhealed, unhealthy ways of thinking and acting that are still there? So you can ignore it all you want, but you're going to continue on the same cycle. So it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. It's what you say all the time. Right. We repeat what we don't repair. Yep. Uh, that's what I do. I do say that all the time. You know what I mean? And it's true. And the other reason is, is you need to learn to create like new ways for yourself. What worked in the 80s does not work today. So even if it wasn't the worst childhood you could ever think of in your entire life and it was, it was, you know, it was, it was still great and you had all your needs, but it doesn't mean that everything you learned then is going to be conducive to a healthier lifestyle now. We need to be growing. We need to be learning. So if something's left unhealed, you got to take the time to heal it. If you never hold 
If you never let go of what's holding you back, you will never be able to move forward. You will find yourself in the same crappy relationships with the same crappy friendships and the same crappy unhealthy positions because you're constantly repeating what you fail to repair. And really that's what it is. Life is just saying like, hello, are you going to fix me? Hello. And it's just going to keep coming back. So repairing and reparenting your inner child is essential to that next step in, you know, self-improvement. Yeah, it's definitely a key cog in this whole system, right? We have to we have to first acknowledge that like we talked about in our in our previous podcast, we first have to acknowledge that we have this inner child. That's the first step. Once we've acknowledged that we have this inner child, then like we're talking about is the active reparenting of that inner child, giving that inner self what it needs to move forward to repair that. So again, we're not constantly stuck in the cycle, right? We talked about the previous podcast, how I was triggered and and how it 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 it's it lingered inside me for so for a couple days, right? It wasn't until that acknowledgement and then understanding that that I was able to get out of that, right? So and reparenting is taking that a little step further. Right. So with me, one of the things that I noticed is I never had any form of validation that anything was okay. I never knew. It's just my body learned on a very visceral level when things weren't okay, but I never had that reassurance. And so I noticed now, you know, especially not more recently, but as I started to work through it, that I really required a lot of validation from Jay. You know, like I would constantly be like, yeah, what do you think about this or this or that? Because I did not trust myself. And so I had to teach myself well what trust is so it literally was me sitting down with myself every day and being like okay so this is what trust means and I'm talking out loud like I'm talking to my 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 child sitting in front of me I visualize my little self in front of me and I'm talking to them you got to do it out loud you can't do it in your head and there's plenty of reasons that which we can talk about but that's what I would do every day I still have to do that today you don't need validation you have it inside of you and because I didn't know what my intuition felt like I didn't know what that was so talking out loud when you feel this, that's what that is. It's literally just teaching yourself things. It's like being your, you know, your little inner child, your student, and you're the teacher. And so that's kind of what I had to do for myself. And I still have to do that with some things that I'm noticing that I have now that comes all from inner child stuff. So when we talk about inner child, it's important to understand the ages, you know, and the age ranges of where you may fall, you know, so understanding, you know, how you talk to a toddler is going to be much different than when you're talking to like a young adult. So depending on where, which inner child is being triggered by what circumstances, how you are going to reparent. Exactly. Because if your inner child's eight years old, you know, you're not going to sit there and, you know, talk to them like you would your teenager. You know, you, you need to figure out. And that's what I told you. There's an exercise from the first you know podcast, becoming reacquainted with your inner child, where you sit down and you write down all your behaviors. You write down. So if you're having a tantrum and stomping your foot because your spouse isn't listening to you and you're like, oh, whatever. And you just kind of run away. That's no different than a little kid. So how would you approach that? You know, you wouldn't go and probably yell back at that inner child. You probably go back and go to them and say, hey, something's going on for you right now. What is bothering you? At which point your inner child would be like, well, I feel like I'm not being heard. Okay, why do you feel like you're not being heard? And you'll hear these answers within yourself because they're not listening to me. Why aren't they listening to you? Maybe it's because your inner child never developed 
the verbal expression to be able to say, this is what it is. So you're acting out, hoping that your spouse or your friend or your boss is like, oh, okay, this is what they need. They just, you know, they just need this. And sometimes it's because we never learned how to vocalize how we were feeling. And that's all that it is. Your inner child is just at a loss for words. Cat bit its tongue, so I'm going to act all behaviorally because that's what young kids do. Young kids lack the executive functioning to say, oh, this is what it is. It's because you did this and then I felt it in my body. That's more for an older child to talk with. But if you're a younger kid, then you can recognize that, you know what? Nobody ever taught you, quote unquote yourself, how to effectively express your emotions. So then you can start with I feel statements. You go to your spouse and say, I felt like you weren't listening to me because I was trying to express myself and this is how it made me feel. And your significant other is going to be like, well, I just wasn't understanding what your needs were. What did you need in that moment? At which point you could say, I don't know. I didn't know what I needed. I just knew I needed something. That's all you need to do to start working on the inner child is just taking that step back and say, hey, what do you need right now? And it's going to take some time because you're not used to actually asking yourself that. You're not used to anybody saying, hey, what are your needs? What would you like? It makes you feel very uncomfortable. So it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's very different than like dealing with like in old, the older pre-adolescent inner child, right? It's going to be different scenarios and different different circumstances, right? That inner child is going to be dealing a lot more with the feeling of of not fitting in, of being uh, neglected. You know, those are the th- those are the things that really start to bubble up to the or surface. Or feeling like they don't have a say. You know, that's where that young, you know, your puberty's hitting and you feel like people are just making decisions for you. Like, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. That's- yeah, because you're starting to develop your own independence. Exactly. And that, when that's hindered, that's when that kind of starts to come up. Exactly. And so I think that that's really important. So this is why this is why we need to work on the inner on the inner child. So I think that, you know, I, th- I think we've made our point there that it, this is so important and that re- irregard- like regardless of what your life looked like, regardless of what your childhood looked like, there's always an opportunity to level up. Nobody is ever at a point where it's like, I'm the best version of myself and I don't have any work to do. No, there's always something. And so I think, you know, now you know why it's so important. If, you, if you're stuck in life, if you're stuck at a point and you can't get past it, go back to your inner child and ask what's going on. They'll help you. They got the answers. You just have to be willing to listen. Okay, so I think this is a good point to pause for a quick message. And then when we get back, we'll talk about the how. How do we start to reparent our inner child? So the how is, of course, the most important part. So stay with us. We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now, here's an opportunity to help us continue making content. And we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support. And don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast. So we've been talking about our inner child and reparenting our inner child. And we, on the first segment we did, you know, what does that mean and why do we need to do it? So now let's get into the how. How do we start to reparent our inner child? Okay, so number one, if you... Definitely start at the podcast before this, but acknowledging their existence. Okay, so definitely go and listen to that. And this is something you want to do inwardly. I see you. 
I hear you. This takes moments every day where you sit down quietly in a space by yourself. You visualize yourself at whatever age that comes to your head and you say, hey, I see you. I hear you. That's acknowledging that you understand you have an inner child. So if you listen to that first podcast, that's going to help you out with that. So we'll go into the next part. One of the biggest things is, is that connecting by journaling and meditation. Now, these are two things that people go, oh, I hate writing and oh, I don't know how to journal. I, I don't know how to meditate. OK, I didn't know how to meditate. either. <laughs> so why? So journaling is huge. Journaling communicates to your brain that whatever it is that's on the inside by writing it onto paper, you're communicating that A, it exists, and B, that it's important enough to get out and to process. Now, the thing with journaling, when you want to access your inner child, there's a little trick. And that trick is write a question with your dominant hand. What are you feeling right now? Or what did it feel like when you were younger and your needs weren't met? Or what did conflict look like? Then with your non-dominant hand, write the answer. There's a reason for this. When you're writing with your dominant hand, the logical part of your brain picks up. So it's less emotion-based and it's more about the mechanics behind writing, that semantic memory on how to write. When you write with your non-dominant hand, it takes emotional strength because A, you're going to get frustrated that your letters, unless you're ambidextrous, you're going to get frustrated at how your writing is going to look and it's going to trigger that emotional part in you, which is typically your inner child, because I can't do this right. So the answers that you're going to get are going to come from a more emotional state, which is your inner child, which is going to give you the answers, which was a very interesting thing that I did when I was trying to access my inner child because I got heated. I got really mad. I wanted to take a tantrum. I broke a pencil in half because I was pissed, but I kept doing it. And what I noticed is that the emotion that I suppressed was a little bit easier to come up because I was already in that state. So that's a trick for you. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I, I, I think we've we've even talked about that cognitively with like our kids, right? We've done that with different uh, stages, you know, when, when we want to trigger either a more emotional state or a more, you know, logical state, it, it's a good trick to, to implement. You know, so so that's that's a great tip. Exactly. And honestly, when I when I learned about this, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. Oh, it was ridiculous. All right. Because I had a tantrum and snapped a pencil. But everything that came up was helpful. So the next thing that you want to do is, you know, communicate with yourself. So you want to communicate to your inner child that they're safe. So you want to say this out loud as you're spending time with them. You're safe. I hear you. You're here. You want to talk to yourself, not in your head out loud because that accesses and that triggers the parts of your brain that were responsible for that lack of emotional growth and helps with that development. And check in with your inner child daily. It is important that you do not abandon yourself, especially if you have abandonment under, underlying what's going on there, which was me. Every day. You wouldn't check in with your kid on Monday and then Friday be like, yo, you hungry? <laughs> they haven't eaten four days. Like you want to make sure that every day you're checking in with yourself. What do you need right now? Are you tired? Do you need a nap? Are you hungry? Do you need to play? Just ask yourself those questions. Do you need to play right now? Do you need to do something fun? Now I do this. My, and my inner child just sits there and stares at me like, oh, I don't know. What do you want? And that's because we never knew our needs. So that's where I'm working through my stuff. So I'm just sharing that with you, right? And then once you start doing that, then comes a big thing that you can do for yourself. And it's writing your inner child a letter. I did this. And the whole purpose of writing your inner child a letter is to communicate to that part of yourself everything that you needed to hear or that you needed to know as a young child. So it could be something along the lines of, you know, when you were younger, 
you deserve the ability to play with your friends or to go to the movies and to do more of that stuff and to explore. It wasn't fair that you had to be the adult and that you had to, you know, take care of your siblings and take care of the home and take care of your parents. That wasn't fair to you. That robbed you of the ability to be able to just use your imagination and to grow. And that's something you deserved. So that's an example. Like you want to think back to what you didn't have or what did happen to you. And you want to write the letter to your younger child coming from the logical adult side of you of what they deserved. And then you'll want to read it out loud to yourself. Like you're picturing your inner child right there. Read it to them. Address it to yourself. Dear little Courtney, or whatever it is, dear little Jay, this is what you deserved. And be specific. And when you do that, the parts of our brain that are again responsible for healing start triggering. Oh, we should be listening to this. They're addressing us. So again, that's another great exercise that you can do um, to actually start reparenting yourself. Yeah, I think the message definitely here is that you have to understand that part of you. And even though it is part of you, in a way, you need to separate that so you understand. So the ability to tap into that emotional side, because that's all our inner child is, right, is these pent up emotions that we carry on that have been unresolved. So to be able to isolate those and then treat those again we're uh, reparenting is just that right is understanding that we have that inside of us isolating those feelings and those 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 things about us that need to be worked and then working them logically you know as our adult self is is really what we're talking about is really the practice of reparenting yourself Exactly. Because there's there, there realistically isn't another human bouncing around in you, but it's a metaphorical representation of exactly what you just said. And I think that's really important that, you know, one of the last things that I want to talk about here is investing in experiences, right? Like do the things for yourself you never got to do. That toy that you wanted, that Teddy Ruxpin or whatever that the thing that you wanted, that bike. If you can do it for yourself, do it. Get it for yourself. You will fulfill that void. When you're a young child and you you wanted something so bad and you couldn't get it, not because your parents couldn't afford it, but because it was you just weren't deserving of it because they didn't care or whatever it was. As an adult, it's like that still stays with you. That's why people overbuy for themselves or they have all these weird triggers and things that they're doing. But if you just go back and do that one thing, then that unhealthy behavioral cycle that you have will actually start to resolve itself. And we do this a lot with our children, too. You'll see parents that will, again, buy certain things for their children in the hopes that the child, you know, wants that that item. Like when I was growing up, it was like RC cars, right? That was like the big thing, right? So I always wanted like a, 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 a an RC car, and that was like, you know, something I, I, I never got, right? So when I had children, right, when I had my, my first son you know that's the one of the things that i got him and he had no interest in in rc cars he's like oh it was cool but you know the he forgot about it like you know a week later or whatever and then you're whatever. sitting there like really exactly yeah, but really? under <laughs> yeah exactly but understanding that it is and it's okay to share your passions or share these things with your children it's actually healthy to do that but understand that they have their own likes they have and understand what is for you and then what is for them yeah. 
yeah, that's living vicariously through our kids. And that's something that we don't want to do. We don't want to live vicariously through them. We want them to live for themselves. And so that's why it's so important that we reinvest in ourselves and our own experiences. So if you wanted to play basketball as a kid and you never could do it, sign up to an adult league. Who cares if you don't know what you're doing? You'll learn. Get your dental work done if your your dental care was never taken care of. Go and get yourself a nice haircut. If you were always wearing hand-me-downs and that always bothered you and you're still as an adult, you know, walking around like you don't matter, you know, save a little bit. Get a one little tiny thing here and there. You don't have to go out and do shopping sprees because that's not feasible for everybody, but a new shirt here and there or, you know, a pair of sneakers. Do something for yourself. Show yourself that you have value. That's how you reparent yourself. Jeez, those clothes that you've been wearing have holes and stains all over the place. Eh, you're good. You probably wouldn't do that to your kid if you care about them because you know that's how that makes them feel. Well, guess what? You feel the same way, you know? I'm over here laughing my ass off. Well, try well, not to because that was me. And well, you did that for when me. You, you reparented that. me. Well, you, when you mentioned that, and you know, we, we all, as we get older, right, we look back and we see like, you know, everyone knows that, you know, one lady or one guy that's, you know, up in age, but they still dress like they're they're too young. You're like, you know, so mm-hmm. like I I remember like my one of my father's cousins. It's the funniest thing, right? He was probably in his you know late fifties at the time, but he he would wear like a Michael Jackson, like that Michael Jackson um, beat it the red jacket. No, and yeah, and we you know as kids we'd laugh at him like, what is he doing with the Michael Jackson? You know, because <laughs> it was a young he was a young kid, but he felt like a young kid, right? And there was nothing wrong with that. Now you know again as you get older. And now you start to see like, you know, well, you know, 40s, 50s, that's uh, not that old. Uh, you that's know? not that old. I can still wear Adidas, you know, and you fine. And, and what's wrong with Adidas? I no, wear I'm, Adidas. No, I'm anyway, just saying. Like to so, me, you'll, you'll, always, you'll always look young. Too. Hey, you're, you're, always, you're only as young as you feel, right? So it's important to just, you know, whatever it is, whatever makes you feel good, just go out and do it. You know, there's the, you know don't worry about other people's projecting their biases or expectations onto you just go out there and do it do it for yourself yeah, wear that do jumpsuit. Be- exactly do it because it feels good you know you know put on your old jordans or whatever it was that literally you- just do it up go get that kit and caboodle do your makeup and you know what when someone has something to say be like yo i feel sorry for you better heal your inner child that's perfect because that person that's projecting onto you has some inner child work to do so the next time someone says oh don't you think you're too old for that be like your inner child needs to play period like just go live your life it does not matter people are people right go back to that podcast someone's opinion of you is none of your damn business what someone thinks in their head is none of your business and probably means nothing what you think of yourself means more so do these things for yourself start reparenting yourself. i swear to goodness i literally went from and you can ask jane i'm okay sharing this i went from having zero self-esteem to i'm confident in myself Now I walk around doing what I want. I used to not be able to shop. I would get anxiety in a store. I'd be like, I I would, I couldn't even match clothing. It was awful. Now, you know, I know what I'm doing because I reparented myself. So literally that's where you start. That's how you start reparenting yourself, doing things for yourself with the intention of making yourself feel better. And that's how you reparent yourself. Sometimes we need a time out and other times we need a time in. But just spend that time with yourself and understand that everybody, everybody could benefit from that. 
yeah, give yourself the confidence to do it. You know, as again, as the parent, you 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 want your child to be confident in themselves. You want them to be independent. You want them to feel good about themselves. Do that for yourself. You know, we lack that. You know, especially with with this type of work. A lot of it comes from not having that as a child, right? So you have to do that for yourself. Encourage yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't put yourself down. Don't uh, disparage yourself. Just lift, uplift yourself. And that's what we're talking about. That's part of this self-help journey that we're on. Now, I- I'll leave you with this question. Someone, someone is going to say, but I'm not worthy of this. So I beg to ask you this question. Says who? Says who? Who says you're not worthy of this? You won't be able to answer that. And if you do, it'll be someone from your past, which means that they don't matter. So it's time to let go of these unhealthy paradigms and thought processes, that emotional backpack. It's time to let it go. You're literally the fourth grader crawling down a hallway with a high school amount of books in that backpack, hurting your back for no reason. Open up that emotional backpack, let it all out, and start only putting in there what you want to carry, your beliefs, your thoughts, and things that make you happy. This is where it starts. This is how you start reparenting yourself. This is where life gets better. So we'll end the podcast here. Hope you guys got some good information and stay with us as we conclude this particular series with reintegrating your inner child. Stay with us for that. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.